0: Welcome to the Mojo Market Report, here's your hosts Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Friday. It's week 16. I hope you guys enjoyed Thursday night football between the Jaguars and the Jets. We can't actually talk about that game because we are doing this a day early. Uh, full transparency here in the Mojo Market. We like to give that. We did the same thing for Thanksgiving. So it's not end-all, be-all, but rest assured, if anything happens on the Mojo Market of significance between now and Friday, we'll cover it. Don't you worry about that. We will be here. So, we have ourselves, myself, Dave Sturcio, Chris Gucci, and of course, A Five Anthony behind the glass. We hope you guys are doing well out there. Hope you're getting your last minute Christmas shopping done. If you're doing that right now, shame on you. Uh, there is Anthony said it right before the show. He's like, ah, I gotta go Christmas. I'm like, I haven't even done it. You my, do too. Like, I what even are we done doing here? First minute Christmas
1: shopping. You guys then, so are I'm doing awful. my first minute and last minute all in one. I just, awful.
0: This is what happens. There's nothing bro. worse than than going to the mall or anywhere. Now, like the day before thank, uh, Christmas Eve.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I find nothing worse than
0: going to the mall, period. Right. So why would you
1: wait? Like, I'm an in and out guy. You act guy. as if we own a I'm business an and, and we're busy. I'm an in and out guy. I will be in and
0: out. <laughs> Talk to your girlfriend yesterday. She's like, I was Marshall's. She did a lap. <laughs> Like, in and out of there. Come on. It. Well, um, yeah, so yeah. nobody wants Wait to go to Wait until I'm at
1: Marshalls with her, and then you know, I'm looking for a bench <laughs> to sit on for four hours. Give me a break. In and out. Yeah, uh, right. yeah.
0: in and out. The, the, the in and out to them is like four and a half hours. Um, anyway, we have a lot of uh, games to get to this week. It is week number 16 in the NFL. It is the playoff push is here. There's only a couple more weeks to do it. There's some games on this docket this week that are very, very prominent to those playoff pushes, and we start with the New York football Giants visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Now, the Vikings coming off this improbable, you know, Best biggest comeback in NFL history. Um, that's a recipe for disaster right off the rip. I think is a lot of emotion went into that game last week. They got a Giants team right now who hasn't clinched a playoff spot yet, but are on the verge of doing so. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I think they can do it this week with a win and like one loss somewhere. I feel like Washington or Seattle. I, I think they can do it teams. with a Green Bay loss. No matter what. Um, because they don't have the tiebreaker over Detroit, Seattle, so they have oh, to have Detroit Seattle them lose. Them, yeah, no, no, they, they need to win. They the need games. to win and some help, but they're right there. So when a mojo market's concerned and who, you know, the plays that you might want to make on Sunday and Saturday because there's both two, two days' worth of football coming up, which is glorious, though, I, I think. Um, there's a couple plays that I want to – Just get off my chest right away. We talked about it yesterday as far as the running back situation for the New York Giants and what they should be doing in 2023. I think Saquon Barkley has himself a decent day. But if you're looking at how to attack the Vikings, Chris, I think it's through the air. I think Daniel Jones shines. And if you want to make a play on Daniel Jones, do that. But I think, like, is it Richie James, right? He's the guy, to me, that's like the unsung... like. We have Ant do all the stats, right? And there's not one thing right here on Richie James. Why? Because there shouldn't be, right? But this is the day that I think he does well, and I think he racks up a lot of catches. And I think that's the the key to success for the Giants this week.
1: Yeah, well, look, I I understand what you're saying. The the Vikings aren't really a good uh, pass defense. But the Giants have... They're letting up almost 300 games. I think the Giants, yeah. But they haven't played the Giants. The Giants don't <laughs> it's throw. A get right game right? For them, I, I understand. Daniel Jones sitting at 26, 20, almost 2,700 yards. It's not terrible, but it's not great in terms of today's NFL standard. Um, I don't think they're going to try to throw the ball as much. They have to in third downs, but it's going to be run the ball. You got to stick to what's gotten you to this point. Um, Saquon was the, the heart and soul all season long. The Minnesota Vikings, while they give up pass yards, they've give up 500 yards a game. So mm. if they're giving up 300 yards on the in the air, That's that true. means that they're giving up a ton of rush yards as well. I think there's going to be openings for Saquon. There there may be some more openings for some big plays because that secondary can't tackle either. But I still think with with the Giants have to stick to what they they're good at, and Daniel Jones isn't good at throwing the ball all over the field. He only has what 12 touchdowns this year. Uh, yes. So it's not much. They're not a passing team. I don't th- I don't expect them to be one. Um, but in the, in the case of the Minnesota Vikings, the Giants also don't play really that great defense.
0: I was going to say, flip side of the coin, are they're, you slapping multipliers on, on, the, on the the primo guys like your Justin Jefferson? They're the middle world? of the
1: pack. Well, two things, two sides of this. I'll get into the, the the Vikings offense in a second, but because the Vikings offense tends to score a ton of points in bunches, we saw them put up 36 points or 39 points in, like in the eight second seconds, half yeah. yesterday, uh, last week. The Giants may be forced to throw the ball more than they'd like the because— truth. If they give up points early and they fall behind, you know how that goes in today's NFL. Mm. Um, Second half might be Daniel Jones with 25 attempts in that game. Mm. So you could be right. Um, I'm not banking on that because I expect the Giants to just stick to what they know and, and keep on running the football. Keep it close. And if you're a possession or two away, as we've seen with this Giant team, they could come back in the fourth quarter.
0: They've done that, which plenty is crazy of times, to me, yeah. as
1: bad as their offense can be. Correct. at times. <laughs> Um Now on the flip side of things with the Vikings, yeah, the Giants. I th- I feel like they give up a ton of big plays. Justin Jefferson. I mean, I feel like if you're playing Mojo, Justin Jefferson should be one of those stalwarts in your lineup. And I say lineup, I mean your portfolio. How are you not in on the guy? I it's eleven catches agree. And, and two touchdowns on any given Sunday. And, in, and especially on this one. So I'm going to I'm gonna ride on Jefferson. I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins, so I'm not going to play him. But, you know, Kirk Cousins is undervalued by most. He seems to be one that. of the most underrated players in the league. When you ask people, it's always Kirk Cousins' name popping to the forefront. We've seen it on the Mojo social media. is overrated, underrated. Kirk Cousins is always on the underrated.
0: I, you're right. All those interviews are, are finally starting to really peak their heads where we need them to. <laughs> so yeah, definitely.
1: And, and obviously, Dalvin Cook has gotten going. So any of those big three, I guess you could play with. And I will say, T.J. Hawkinson, the Giants
0: do surrender a I mean, ton. the Giants haven't been able to cover a tight end since Jason Winton was yeah, the tight end so, for the Cowboys. So take your pick. <laughs> so that's a thing. Whoever
1: you enjoy playing in the mojo market on the Vikings offense,
0: just take your pick because I feel Plethora. like it's a safe bet. <laughs> All right. Switching gears over to another somewhat of a playoff scenario for the Green Bay Packers. There is a world we live in where all of a sudden the Packers could be uh, the seven seed. I know it's crazy. They beat up on a bad LA Rams team on Monday Night Football this week. So that was good for their morale. um, And it's good for Aaron Rodgers and guys that you can really like read it on their face if they're into it or not. A win over the Rams the other night put like that thought back in the the heads of Packer fans and the Packer players that, hey, listen, if we just do some damage the next two weeks, three weeks, Who knows, right? We need a lot of stuff to happen for us, but you never know. Flip side of that coin, the Dolphins are still defrosting right now (laughs) from that that snow game against Buffalo last week. Um, So this is an interesting matchup considering the fact um that the Dolphins score points in bunches they have a phenomenal running game against a bad run defense in Green Bay now I know Cam Akers guys like that like they didn't really have their way have their way but the chunk runs are still there um susceptible to the run are the Packers defense they're secondary a little better than the run defense um I do like a lot of the Dolphins this week I do Being at home, not in the weather. The Packers historically not playing very good in Florida, which is just a weird thing. I don't know. Anytime the Packers go to Florida, whether it be Miami, Jacksonville, or Tampa Bay, um, either of those three teams, they don't don't really show up. But the Packers have something to play for here. But when I look at the Dolphins, I say this running game could be a thing between Mostert and everybody else they trot out there, but Mostert's the thumper. And, And then, of course, Tua has been, you know, Pretty much, outside of last week, he's been a lights-out quarterback.
1: Yeah, so there's there's a little bit of an injury uh, situation going on in the Miami backfield. So I think there that, is. That, Mostert, is a, right. that is of benefit to the Packers. Both both running backs are banged up. So Jeff Wilson and Mostert.
0: It's also week 16, um, so yeah.
1: And, and playing into the... Well, the Packers running backs, conversely, are fairly healthy. Let me look at right now what, what oh, is, the is, Dolphins... Is um, Dylan
0: out of concussion protocol, or was yeah, he ever he, in? He is. He, he is. is. Okay, he, cool. He got
1: cleared the next day. I, I cost me a fantasy matchup. Honestly, <laughs> I needed a half a point at <laughs> A.J. Dillon, and he got concussed. I give you a half a percentage but, here. But I will say bucket. this. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones both delivered for me on playoff round one. <laughs> I will right. say that. Um, in some cases, on the same team. Are you- so I'm looking up right now the Miami Dolphins... Um, run defense, DVOA. And, I mean, I think it's been better. Let me look. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's defense is is top 10 against the run DVOA. Packers' offense is top three in DVOA. So that's a very good matchup right there. The Dolphins do well on defense, but the Packers do well on offense. And, And on the flip side, I know that the Dolphins will tend to run the ball when there's an opening there, but they are without their potentially without both of their backs. And the Packers have improved on the run defense. Not great, but... What the Packers do well is they're sixth in the NFL in pass DVOA. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are second, so the matchups is the matchups line up for this to be a better game than people would think, considering how the teams have played up to this point. And the Dolphins are are playing a little bit worse football. Packers are playing a little bit better, so I think it's going to be a good football game. It's going to come down to it. Um, I like I like the Packers offense because there's really unsung guys at the receiver position. There's a lot of value in Oh, we're singing
0: them. We've been singing them. They're unsung, but they've been sung. In the (laughs) Romeo
1: Dobbs and the Christian Watson, these these guys are still a little undervalued to me in terms of what I see out of this team week in, week out, and where I, I know that they're headed in terms of their plans for the future. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are a clear buy to me. Um, You could make the case this week. I mean, the Dolphins are giving up 263
0: through the air. You could could make the
1: case. I feel like Aaron Jones is one of the most undervalued running backs. You look at his bank value and look at his market future. I think it lines up as to (laughs) I know he's got a lot of tread. But right now, Aaron Jones coming into this season since 2019, there's been two running backs that have had 40 touchdowns and 4000 yards. And that was Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones. So. Why isn't he all the way up in the top of the, you know, he's he's sitting there somewhere around top 10? Mm. I'm not even sure where he is, but I know he's lower than he deserves. A lot of Packers to be made money on, and I'm going to fade the Dolphins in this one. I know this is not Homer in me, because I've done the opposite. Dave, I'm nowhere near. I'm surprised <laughs> you, had, when I brought up the Packers running backs, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Pollard and Zeke. Oh, we will, because we got the Cowboys next. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I got to say, the Packers are playing for uh, better football. Their playoff hopes are on the line. If they lose, they're done. So there's going to be some playoff desperation there. Even though it's a small smidge, I think the Packers are going to play well. I brag
0: about uh, my portfolio being in the green. Chris's portfolio is green, Bay Packers. <laughs> Just everybody on the Packers Look, is not I, on his Bay have, portfolio. I
1: have, I actually have a player. I actually don't have a player on the Bears' Maybe I could consider Justin Fields, but I just don't like him. I have Justin Jefferson. Okay. Right. I have Jamison Williams. I have Amon Ross, St. Brown.
0: Okay, but there's still a lot of players. That's a lot of, lot of Packers.
1: <laughs> I have Dobbs, Watson, AJ Dillon, and Aaron Jones.
0: And I guarantee you sprinkle a little bit on Jordan Love. Oh yeah. Yeah. <right>. God, man, if I know this guy, I don't have to look at his portfolio. I just know it. Uh, but a very good game, nonetheless. It's going to be, again, a, a little bit of a barn burner in Miami. So. Waiting to invest in LeFleur. There's coaches, there's so much stuff happening at Mojo that, uh, you know, we're, we are keeping up with, uh, with all that stuff. But anyway. Moving on to one of the games that a lot of people are saying lost their lost its luster a little bit, and that's the Dallas Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. The reason why you lose the luster is because, A, the Eagles seem to have wrapped up the NFC East, and then, B, all of a sudden, Jalen Hurts is hurt. So it's like, okay, you know, the Cowboys should go in there and win a game, right, because they've, they've won 10 already this year, so it's not like this is impossible to do and split the season series and all that junk. But what I will say is this. Gardner Minshew is somebody that's going to be under heavy, heavy pressure. And I understand that there's a guy over in Philadelphia who hasn't given up a sack yet this year, Lane Johnson. He's he's done very well. It'll be a very good matchup on one side. That means the other side. Pay attention to that side. I think Gardner Minshew is going to have to play the same way that other quarterbacks as of late have played, meaning quick release. Get it out fast. You know, these cornerbacks are very susceptible now. We're down a couple guys. The Dallas Cowboys are down a couple guys in the secondary. So that's something. Gardner Minshew is not a play for me this week. Um, It wouldn't be anyway. But if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you should have all the confidence in the world. There's a reason why he's still on the roster, right? You don't trade away a Gardner Minshew in the event you're... Your your MVP type quarterback gets hurt, um, which happened yeah. uh, twice now to Philadelphia. By the way, after an MVP run, which is crazy to me. Um, but as far as the Cowboys, this he really wrote Dakota Prescott on this thing, he as really, he should. And you're just I, I understand the guys. I'm it,
1: confused. What's
0: wrong? There's nothing wrong with it. I just know he's making little jabs and quips. If somebody wrote Christopher Gucci, I would have no issue. Yeah, I know, but it's like I had to change the fact that this, that this it, 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 did say no, e girls and cowgirls. I myself. had to change it so. Our producer's a Giants fan, in case anybody good. hasn't I, realized I'm that. I'm
1: glad I just bit my tongue.
0: Good for you. Um, <laughs> so look at the the Eagles' defense. has been very good. The Cowboys' defense has historically this year been very good. But, again, your play this week might be a Devonta Smith uh, for the Eagles because of the fact that A.J. Brown and Trayvon Diggs will do some battle. Um, flip side of that coin, Cowboys – Pollard just got named to the Pro Bowl. I'm I'm sure CeeDee Lamb, there was no answer for him last week. He's coming into his own. T.Y. Hilton, a potential little couple catches here and there if he's active. He was inactive last week. This game's going to come down to, it it ain't going to be some blowout like everybody's predicting because uh, Hertz is out. This is an NFC East game. It's going to be close. The Cowboys have this outside weird chance to win the NFC East if the Eagles lose out and the Cowboys win out. Cowboys have to have this one this week in order to do so. So I do like a lot of their offensive players. Maybe a sneaky play right here is Dalton Schultz. He's come on in the last couple of weeks. So that's that's my take I got on this some, game. I got
1: some interesting takes on this game, I think. So one, I think there is a very, very slim chance, but still a chance that Jalen Hurts plays. And I think that would pump up this story well, As of Right
0: line. now, as we record this, he has not practiced yet this week.
1: Fair. Um, I don't think he's going to play.
0: The spread would have moved that again. That said,
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but there's only two people that – they could be just playing here. They could be like, we, we know you're not practicing this week. and, and like, It's tough for the Cowboys. They've got to prepare for thing. two. I don't think that they're going to they're gonna give them a go because of this spot that they played themselves into. They could afford to lose this game. I know What that, a luxury. I mean, it's a great, I know. great <laughs> feeling. Cowboys <laughs> last year. You know, they run the risk in some ways of getting a little stagnant, which I understand that's been an issue or a point of topic in, in the past with a bunch of other teams. Um, I believe that you sit your starters if you're, you know, you got to sit them. With three weeks left, you sparingly here or there. But what's a series? Bro, think about this do? though. But think about Look,
0: this: you're benching starters with three weeks left, with the potential buy too. So that's like five weeks off of off of football. Yeah, absolutely. And you're worried about st- like stagnant absolutely. And, and, absolutely. and being rusty. No, I'm not. I'm to- Wait, I am.
1: I'm, I'm talking about. Enough, I'm, talking I'm, about how, my I'm talking right about. I'm talking about. If you're if you're an NFL player, right, and you Which have I'm the, not. the team that you have built over there, you could make the case that they're oh okay, but where w- did they get hot or cold? Have they run? Have they run hot and cold this season yet? No, they had one loss, and it was like,
0: okay, To the guys, legend known as Taylor Heineken. We understand
1: guy. that's going to go down that way, but they have one loss. They could definitely finish the season with three, and nobody's going to blink if they're 14 and three in the one seed going into a, a home game in Philly with their guys fully healthy. And guess what happens in the NFL now, right? You practice against the ones. The Eagles defense should be providing f- a fair good amount of competition for the Eagles offense. You're practicing all week together. I don't buy into the you need to play. You need to stay healthy. You know how you stay healthy? By not playing. Um, <laughs> That's science. <laughs> now, for the gardner Minshew thing, I think there's something interesting that we should monitor in this game because if the Eagles go out to an early lead and they, have, they build themselves a nice lead, just – Work with me here. I, I know that would be detrimental to Dave's <laughs> well being. I'm right here. But it'll be Christmas Eve. If uh, the Eagles, if the Eagles jump out to an early lead, there's a very good chance that they're going to sit Jalen Hurts going forward. Right. No matter what, there's a chance that he they can lock play. it all up this week. So I think if they lose the game, Jalen Hurts comes back for the New Orleans game with the potential that he sits out the last one. Which that would not be good for the Packers. You know. Chances.
0: You know the little other tidbit about that New Orleans game. Obviously, got to have it for the one seat. But they'd be helping their own cause. Oh, of win. course.
1: Look. They're they're f- completely comfortable with. They got the draft the pick in case anybody. I don't know think. That. Th- <laughs> I think that they believe they're in the mindset that they could go in and beat the New Orleans Saints right now with their backups. They probably think that way and give these guys some. Saints defense is actually really good. Stop it. They, they are. F- they're they're about to be the what pick? Because their defense of, is good. Their offense stinks. They're about to be the what pick? Like six. They're, they're, they're a fa- bad. Bad football team. Yeah, right. through and through. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Minshew is a good play mid-game if the Eagles have a lead. I also think Minshew, if you didn't get him now yet, it's probably too late, I think,
0: because... He, he, he had a, bit of a, a little bit of a spike ski spike over the weekend. He got now,
1: it, now it's hinging on whether he plays You throw well. a pick, and it's just like... Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, now it's hinging <laughs> on whether he plays well on Sunday, and I think that going into this matchup, obviously there's some issues on the uh, Dallas Cowboys front, um, but A.J. Brown is going to probably eat. Devontae Smith is going to eat. Trayvon Diggs,
0: lock it down. I mean, look, lock it down. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals and New Orleans, New Orleans, New England. What? Miles Sanders. All right. Enough of the Miles Sanders. We already talked enough about Miles Sanders.
1: Cowboys have issues stopping the run. That's the true story. So Miles Um, Sanders is the guy.
0: (laughs) Mac Jones and Ram Stevenson and all these Patriots who are still (laughs) hanging in the balance as far as a potential playoff berth need to have this one against one of the red hot teams in the league, not just AFC. The, the Bengals are just having a hard time losing games in December, okay? They're playing very good football. The New England Patriots, to me, are susceptible to a big play or two. Jamar Chase has a day. Joey B has a day. I don't think this is, to be honest with you, this is the nail in the coffin in New England. I think the Patriots get shut down in this game. I'm not making a pick or anything like that. But what I will say is this. Mac Jones and that offense, it don't impress me much, okay? Um, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. And and I I think that the Bengals' defense has been coming on. Their pass rush is coming on. Mac Jones seems to be a little bit of a how do I say this without getting, like, canceled? He just complains a lot, I guess. You know, like, I don't know, Gen Z, millennial. He just just yells at everybody way too much. You don't get that right this early in your career. You just don't. Um, and I think the Bengals roll in this game. Give me all the Bengals offense. Give me Joey B to have a very, very big game. I'm talking Jamar Chase. I'm talking pretty much everybody involved with Cincinnati this See, week. all right. You've always been, like, this closet supporter of the fact, the idea that the Patriots
1: are good. Well, the Patriots do things well. And when they do things well, they do them exceptionally well. And what they do well, typically, is stop the pass, especially this season. I think that Mixon has an opportunity here. But Joe Burrow, when you look at what Joe Burrow does against man coverage, he lights it up. When you look at what he does against zone coverage, not so much. The Patriots, more often than not, are playing zone. Okay, 70% of the snaps this season were in zone. Um, you could expect almost fully 100% of the snaps to be in zone this game. Because yeah, well, if Burrow – if, if I know that about Joe Burrow
0: – And you know that I guarantee about <laughs> you
1: Bill Belichick knows that about Joe Burrow. So you could expect to see some zone. I think Burrow struggles You have Belichick's bit.
0: like a good coach or something. Stop. But
1: what I, what I see here is I think it's going to be a, a, a lower scoring game than people think out of this Bengals team. They might have to scrap in this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. But – The defense is going to show up as well, and I don't like any of the Patriots in this game. I don't like Ramondre Stevenson. I don't like any of them. I think Stevenson, coming off of a big game, I know that he's still dealing with a small injury issue. And the way the Bengals have been playing of late, stopping the run and just playing complete football, really, both sides of the ball, when they've needed big plays on third downs, they've gotten them. I don't buy into Mac Jones being able to convert even on third and short against this defense. I know they're missing their pass rusher in Cincy. But guys have stepped up all year, and DJ Reader is one of the best run stoppers in football. He is, and I think and that's a, a massive addition back. He's been back, but now it's like it's starting to pay major, major dividends for this defense. And um, I'm fading everybody except Joe Mixon in this game. Okay, as much as I'm, I'm going to keep Jamar Chase because I own him. I, mean, I am, I'm invested in him. Yes,
0: and things he like is, and should T be Higgins, in your portfolio. And Joe Burrow to start.
1: I'm not, I'm not selling these guys going into Sunday, but you know. They I don't have to be a, don't anticipate much out
0: of them. And listen, when you have these multipliers on these players, like yes, unfortunately, if there's a bad game, you will feel it, right? But then that, that's a that's a hold strong moment where you're like, ah, eh, I'll be no, all right. I'll say worry this
1: about it. disclaimer: It is December. Joe Burrow doesn't. It doesn't matter what you do against. It does in not matter. In but fact. he did struggle in games last year that they won.
0: I mean, look, down they were the down seventeen yeah. 0 against the Bucks. You know what I mean? So they had to make a little bit of a comeback ski there, and and then and, and they did. Um, did you have? the Detroit Lions playing the Carolina Panthers for any significance on your 2022 NFL bingo card? My guess is no, you did not. Um, but Maybe now, if
1: they played week one.
0: Sure, to get the season started off right, on the yeah, right see, foot. You know. But here we are, week 16. It, it's coming to fruition here. All of a sudden, we're looking at a situation and a scenario where the Carolina Panthers are one game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the lead in the NFC North. We're living in a scenario where the Detroit Lions well, could win well, out NFC South. That's what I meant. Yes, uh, the Detroit Lions in the NFC North, aforementioned, um, are in a scenario where they won like five of six, or six of seven, or whatever the heck they've done. They ripped S- six in a row. They I don't were, know if it's in a row, but they
1: were one in seven, and they're seven and seven.
0: They won six in a row. I they thought did. they won five. Of yeah, because I said wasn't that last there one week- trip up in the middle? Are you sure, man? Eh, You're know, make me check. Um, but anyway, I mean, they were one in seven. All right, I'm gonna check right now, man. I'm bringing it up. I want to make sure I got this right. Um, internet working. Twitter's <laughs> a liar.
1: <laughs> Twitter's a liar if it, if this is wrong. If I'm wrong here, I'll be shocked.
0: Uh, well, as soon as the internet kicks back on, I'll do it. I'll do my research. But what I will say is this all of a sudden, here we go. There, here we go. All right, um, looking at the Lions schedule as of late. Let's see. They beat the Jets. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Jaguars. They lost to the Bills. So, there was a loss in between. Lion-ass I, I knew I was right. Um, I love being right, especially with Mr. Right over here. Um, not in that regard. <laughs> Pause. But anyway, what I will say about this game Justin in particular. Justin Fields moment. That's very good interview. Very good interview. Um, In this moment, I'm going to say that both of these teams are jockeying for a potential position. So when you look at this, both sides of the ball, the Lions offense has been incredible, right? But their defense has been dog crap, too. So, like, they're in a situation now where they got to go into a shootout what better recipe than going to a shootout with Sam Darnold and the and the Panthers. So they're in a situation now where they got to go to Carolina, but at the same time, I don't find this to be that hard of a contest for the Lions. I think a lot of their offensive players roll. I think Jared Goff has a, himself a decent game, depending on the weather. I know the weather across the NFL this week is going to be wacky, bro. It's supposed to be like in the in the teens in like four different locations, so it's going to be cold. It's going to be raw out there. But what I will say is, Jared Goff has proven to everybody that he remains there next year. Potentially, you would say that I made a, a prediction yesterday, mm-hmm. p- to, uh, two days ago, that potentially hey, Tom it. Brady to the to the Detroit Lions if they fall short. But dude, the Lions are playing good. Well, that ain't happening. They're, they're scrap What? That's not going to happen. We I know that. I'm that well is. aware. They're being scrappy <laughs> right now, and uh, when you look at the Panthers, they susceptible to the pass. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Give me those young, hungry Lions uh, to succeed in this one. I look at the Panthers, and I just think they fell into a scenario where they're playing good football, right, not great football, and the Bucs are just tripping over their own feet. So that's why I look at the Panthers as a potential, like, ooh, they're right there, but I don't foresee it happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lions are playing real good football right now. The Panthers are playing better, as Dave pointed out, and Sam Darnold's 2-0 this season, and he does have a three-game win streak under his belt in his NFL career up to this point. Hmm. Started the season last year at 3-0. I think it comes to an end here, though, and I like I like his chances at re-signing with Carolina. I spoke about that yesterday, so maybe there is some, some value in a Sam Darnold. But... The Lions are going to do what they want offensively in this game. They've been lighting up everybody. Mm. Uh, I think this could be the game where we maybe see a little bit more out of Jamison Williams. I know we've been waiting for it. Uh, he scored already. He, he did score, but he hasn't gotten a lot of usage in terms of... I mean, you got to be
0: worried about like his his health at of this course, point. Of course, bring would think him along
1: that- slow, but now it's not like the Lions aren't in a position where they could use another game-changer oh, out on the offense. 100%. So it could be where he comes into his zone at the perfect time. The Lions are a scary team if they sneak in. Nobody wants to play that team right now. Um, look, for almost 400 yards of total offense, and their defense is playing better. The best part about the Lions is that while they hide a lot of inefficiencies on their entire team, with the fact that they protect the quarterback and they pass block and they and they run block well. So there's a lot to be liked about that offense. I like all their players. I'm buying in on Goff because I feel like the vote of confidence that he got from Dan Campbell was huge and. We could kind of put everything to rest. This team is playing playoff football. They may even make a run, dare I say. So there's no reason why we should be out on golf. Definitely not Tom Brady's job to win. Can you imagine, um, though?
0: Like, we live in a world right now where if they squeak in as the seventh seed— and the Minnesota Vikings kind of tread water, and they remain the second. All of a sudden, your first round matchup is Detroit at Minnesota. And I'm just like, I'm all over Detroit in that game.
1: Yeah, I am too. They played crazy. They played seven fairly dominant quarters against Minnesota this season. Right. So, yeah. Right. Um, really, almost eight. And then the second half of the fourth quarter in the first game went went south for Detroit. But mm. um I do like DJ Moore here. I still because Detroit's off uh, defense leaves a little bit to be desired. They are playing better. Right. Um, but they give up a lot of big plays as well. So, Dante Foreman, potential because he's low value. But really, my buy here would be DJ Moore.
0: Okay. Wrapping up our coverage of Week 16 is another game that, again, the Chiefs looking to try to get that one seed, so they got to keep playing as hard as possible, right? And then you got the Seattle Seahawks who cannot afford to lose another game or this season's up in smoke. Now, look, you look at the Seattle Seahawks. Again, I had the Seahawks and the Bears. I've said this plenty of times. Seahawks and the Bears. I had one, two of next year's draft. I said the Seahawks will be abysmal. How can you go with Geno Smith over Drew Lock? Right? I was just like, I was a Drew Lock guy. Don't ask me why. Um, maybe his is just... Moxie? I don't know. Not skill, that's for sure. But Geno Smith has had himself a year, man. And now with the with the season pretty much on the line, Geno Smith against Patrick Mahomes, again, bingo cards are getting full here, folks. I don't know if anybody had this matchup at the end of the year to mean anything, but it means a lot. The Seattle Seahawks are holding on for dear life. He's had himself a year, 3,600 yards to 26 touchdowns, eight picks. Geno Smith has had himself an absolutely good year. Kenneth Walker has, almost outside of getting hurt for a couple weeks, this dude was on pace, and he could still be on pace to win Rookie of the Year. I No? Where's that mm-hmm. going?
1: There's a lot of receivers out there right now that are doing real good. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, for, for starters. Truth. Okay. I mean, a.
0: he was on he was on a decent pace, right? Yeah. He gets banged up a little bit. That's what happens. I mean, Jalen Hurts was supposed to win MVP, but now if you miss the last three, it might be bleak. Um, but anyway, to this game, Seattle does a lot of things well on offense. Their defense is still – there was a spurt where they were doing well um, against – I guess both the pass and the run, but I do like a little Pacheco this week. I do like Patrick Mahomes to kind of throw that ball around. I just think Matt Patrick Mahomes is going to demand a brand new shiny toy next year. I don't know in what regard, either be a rookie or they bring in a free agent or whatever the case. It seems to me that Patrick Mahomes is still having a problem looking outside of Travis Kelsey's window. You know what I mean? Like, Outside of that, it's Juju. It's, it's MVS. I it's, mean,
1: I, I think that no matter who you insert in there, they have playmakers. There's so many weapons on the Chiefs. And I know that maybe, McKinnon
0: has been a guy. Yeah,
1: McKinnon is the guy that I'm involved with right now. Okay. No question about it. Because right. Pacheco, yeah, and but I think right now what we're seeing out of McKinnon is he's playing such good, best football of his career, and he's a vet, right? He understands what it takes to get it done. And because he catches the ball like he does out of the backfield, that's what I'm looking for out of this Chiefs team because... You know They create such good spacing with their with their route trees and things like that that when you get the ball underneath, think about Kareem Hunt, how many receiving touchdowns he busted for like 80 yards. They screen people to death. Andy Reid loves throwing to his running backs. Think about the Eagles teams where they always had somebody that they threw yeah, the ball to out of the backfield. Right now that's Jarek McKinnon, and it's Pat Mahomes, not Donovan McNabb. And this Chiefs team has... Weapons on weapons. Nobody we're needs in on Kelsey. We're in on Kelsey already. We all know that. Uh, we're already in on Mahomes because how could you not be? Um, but really, it's McKinnon for me. Uh, I was in and I've been in and out on Pacheco, but it's been now my new. I shifted my Pacheco money over to Jarek McKinnon because it just makes sense. He's the guy that I think people are undervaluing still. And Gino is going to probably do well in this game, but it's going to be in a losing effort and I don't think he's going to really see much of an uptick. I think everybody kind of understands, and when I say everybody, I mean the mojo market, understands that Geno probably played himself into a contract, so whether he plays exceptionally well, outside of like a three, four-touchdown game win on the road, I don't, I don't think Gino is going to go up much. But
0: Geno is a long play for you. But Geno is yeah. a
1: long play for me because when he does get that contract in the offseason— I believe that there's going to be some value there, and he's definitely going to get it. It's a shame that Kenneth Walker fell off a little bit because we were touting him as the potential league but, winner in fantasy. But now he
0: can potentially lead the league in rushing next year. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, he's got that, it, that. The talent. wheels
1: came off on the Seattle season, and it's not it's not a surprise to me. They were playing good football, but I'm here for it because it opens the door for the Packers to get in. But I'm not in on any of the
0: Seahawks offensive players
1: this this week.
0: Okay, none. I see a shootout, so we'll see what happens. Um, that'll yeah, do it for our coverage good of Week 16. Good luck in a shootout. And Again, like, yes, you don't want to shoot them but out, still, but it could be a thing. this is
1: what I'm saying, though. I think based on the fact that the Chiefs' defense isn't good, we're expecting some points out of Seattle, and hmm. we're expecting some yards. So it's like unless they exceed the market expectation, I'm not buying in on it. And I think the market, if you look at the, to- uh, the total in this game, it's pretty high. Yeah. So they're going to have to really exceed the expectation we with a win on the road. See, but what that you ain't will happening.
0: <laughs> What you could do right now is an early Christmas gift to Mojo. You can follow us right now on all the social media. You got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us at Mojo, M-O-J-O. Very simple, four letters, not hard to find. Find us on Discord. Talk to us throughout the weekend. Tell us who you're going long on. Tell us who you're shorting. All the strategies, put them out there in the universe so people can pick up and either tail you or fade you or whatever. Invest smart. Do it Do it safely over the weekend. Don't spend all your money that you get for Christmas. But, in fact, speaking of Christmas, Merry Christmas to you, Chris. A5, everybody at home, enjoy oh. How, <laughs> Enjoy your Christmas. How. Please be sure to be safe. Enjoy the eggnog. We'll see you guys back here on Monday morning for another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Dave Sturchill, Chris Gucci, A5. We'll see you guys on Monday. Merry Christmas, everybody. The shitter is full, Clark. <laughs> <laughs>